Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. As we continue our series of podcasts called Harder Things, there's definitely a harder thing here in this Ephesians 6 passage that we're looking at. We're studying the armor of God, that really famous passage from Ephesians chapter 6. And this is how Paul says, I'm going to read the first four verses of this passage. I just want you to listen to the language. He says in verse 10, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. That part right there is, I think, one of the hardest things in this text, is where it says to us, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. And that's the phrase I want to focus in on today. Having done all, to stand firm. I fear that we live in a culture where the Christianity is sort of on the back burner of our lives. You know, it exists. We got it on the back burner. It's got a low heat on it. We check it every now and then just to see if it's still good, to see if it's still there. You know, if we've lost sight of it, we try to get back into it. And But it's in the mix of other things in our lives. You know, we got work, we got school, we got family life, we got our hobbies, we got our fitness We got sports, we got shopping, we got online stuff, watching, binge watching, all kinds of stuff in our life. And Christianity, for those who are listening, for most of us, is there too. It's on the back burner. It's it's burning on a low heat. And we wouldn't feel right about it not being there. And when we have those periods of our life where Christianity is being neglected, we haven't been to church in a long time or haven't read our Bible in a long time, then we feel guilty. We feel like Christianity should at least be in the mix. And that's accepted in our culture. No one really has a red flag raised up when Christianity is at least on your back burner. You know, that doesn't scare a lot of people. It's like, well, at least they got it. At least I think they're saved. You know, I I see them every now and then go to church or every now and then I think they read their Bible. But when you come to scripture, you don't find language like that at all. You find this sort of everything, all, at all times kind of language. And that's what I want to focus in on today because Paul says, Listen, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. Our spiritual enemy is unseen, incredibly smart, incredibly powerful, and incredibly determined to destroy us. And that's why he says what he says in verse 13 and verse 10. Take up the whole armor of God, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And having done all to stand firm. We know what it's like to give all to some things. If you watch sports, you'll hear this phrase come up every now and then when people will say in a post-game interview, we left it all on the field or we left it all on the court. We did everything we could. You know, we practiced right. We listened to our coach. We listened to the game plan. We hustled. You know, we, we tackled well. We did everything we could. We left it all on the field. And some people say, some athletes say, listen, if we do everything we can, then we'll trust the result and we'll live with it. Win or lose, if we left it all on the field, that's the best we can do. That's all we can hope for is that we give everything we have. 
And in athletics, it's like, man, that's how you should play, right? If you're a professional athlete, you should be giving everything to this. We don't like when we see our professional athletes kind of lackadaisical, just, you know, kind of giving some effort and not giving full effort. I remember that. I remember driving coaches crazy when I was younger playing sports because there was times that I didn't hustle, times that I didn't leave it all on the court, and I made coaches upset with me because they're like, Todd, give it all. Go after that ball. Chase that ball. Chase your defender. You know, use your disciplines. Box out. You're acting lazy and lackadaisical out there. But that's sports. We're talking about eternity here. This passage is so important to us because it's talking about eternal life and death. And all of Scripture seems to sing this song, that there's two things that need to happen, okay? Obviously, we know we need God. We have to have a relationship with God through Jesus. We have to have God's help. We have to have God's providence. We have to have God's protection. We need God's strength. We need God to watch over us. We need God to give us abilities. We need God to do his part. And God ad nauseum through the scriptures says, I will, I am, I will never leave you. I will never drop the ball. I will never not abide by the covenant promises I've given you. I am going to do everything you need me to do. But the rest of scripture sings this song. So should you. Because it says things like this. Meditate day and night. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Right? In all circumstances, give thanks. We find that common thread and theme throughout scripture that you and I are supposed to give everything. And that's the balance that's how the balance the Lord has given us is that God's going to do everything that he has said he would do and he expects us to do everything that he said we should do and has commanded us to. And one of those things is right here in the meaty part of Ephesians 6 when Paul says, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, having done everything, having done everything that this crisis demands to stand firm. And I wonder, does that describe our Christian life today? Are we doing all? Are we doing everything? Everything within our power? Because that's what Paul expects. Paul just told us in verse 12, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. This, this enemy we have is not physical. Not only is he not physical, they are the kings and rulers and authorities of the cosmic world. They're the spiritual forces of darkness and evil in the heavenly places. These bad guys are the baddest of bad guys. They're the strongest of strong guys. They're the smartest of smart guys. And they want your destruction. They're coming after you for your spiritual destruction. And I fear that we live in a culture where a lackadaisical Christianity is okay. We know what it's like to just give some. To read our Bible occasionally, when it fits into our schedule. To come to church pretty regularly, to commit kind of to the church, to walk in the commandments whenever we remember them. And Paul is going, that's not going to do it. That's not going to do it. Your enemy, the devil, is giving all, everything in order to destroy you. And yes, your God is going to give everything to this. But he has called you and I to a role that he does not do. He does not discipline us. We are supposed to discipline us. 
He does not obey the commandments for us. We are supposed to obey the commandments. We are not supposed to put the armor on. Excuse me, God is not supposed to put our armor on. We are supposed to put our armor on. I have children, six children, and I know what it's like to say to my children this phrase, Haddon, have you done all your homework? Adelaide, did you clean all your room? Right? Because I know what children are like when you tell them to do something. They kind of go and get some of it done so they can say, yeah, I did it. But as parents, you've learned to ask this follow-up question. Well, I know you did it, but did you do it all? Did you clean all your room? Did you clean up all your toys? Did you do all your homework? And then the question is like, no, I didn't do it all. And I fear that's come to us too in the circles of Christianity where we're not given everything. We're given some. Christianity exists. It's on the back burner, but we're not given everything to this. And I guess the reason is because we don't think it's that important. And that's what Paul is reiterating, even to a really good church here in Ephesus. This is crucial. Ephesians, I know you're doing well. You're walking correctly. You're giving yourself to this Christian disciplines and life. But I need you to take it up a notch. I need you to give all. I need you to hold nothing back. Your enemy wants to destroy you. And he's very disciplined and very good at his job. So you need to do everything you can to put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Does that describe our Christian walk? See, in America, you can be a Christian just by saying you're a Christian or having a Jesus fish on your car or a necklace with a cross on it. That's all it takes to be a Christian. And no one would really say much. It's like, okay, they're a Christian. They said they're a Christian. But to be a Christian practically, it means you've got to give everything. And what if God asked us one question on the last day? Todd, did you give everything? Did you do everything possible? Did you give your all to this? You know what I did. You know what I promised to do. I kept my covenant. I did my job. I did what I said I would do. Todd did you. Did you do everything? If that question was posed to us right now, how would we answer that question? Are we doing everything within our power to fight this battle? Are we doing everything that we can to stand firm? We know what it's like in some parts of our life to give everything. Think about those things you're really committed to. And maybe they're not things you do every day. Maybe you're the kind of person that just works to get a paycheck. Maybe the kind of person, kind of parent that you just do enough to make sure your children don't perish and die. Maybe you're just that kind of person that just kind of gives half to everything. But I don't think so. I think within us, there is something that we give everything to. If it's not Christianity, it's our job. If it's not our job, it's our family. If it's not our family, it's our hobbies and our habits. If it's not that, then it's our fitness. There's some part of us that we're giving everything to. And I know that because I know what I act like when it's really important. And I'll give you an example like this. I had one time our son Levi, we went to the doctor for one of those normal doctor visits and you know, as a good parent, you do that. When a child is sick, you take him to the doctor and you're a good parent. But this, on this one occasion, we took our son Levi to the doctor and the doctor said to us, I don't like the symptoms that I'm seeing because these symptoms 
can sometimes line up with an illness called meningitis. And meningitis is a really scary illness. And so what I want you to do is I want you to take your son and I want you to take him to the hospital right now. And I want him to go through an array of tests because I want to make sure that if he has meningitis, we catch it really early because it's going to increase his survival rate. And my wife and I are hearing this conversation from our doctor, from our pediatrician in, in terror, going, what? That's not what we expected to hear. We expected to hear, okay, it's a cold, it's a sinus infection, here's an antibiotic, go home, get him rest, get him fluids, and he'll heal in three to five days. But that's not what she said. She said he might have meningitis. Take him to the hospital right now and let him go through an array of tests. And if he has meningitis, we need to take care of it right now. Do you know what we did as good parents? We went right now. Janine and I looked at each other. We sighed. We had that look of sort of terror in our face, but we said, okay, there's no option. Regardless of what was on our schedule that day, regardless of what work had for us that day, or family life, or memories, or whatever hobbies we had, it all got pushed away because our son might be terribly sick. So I remember that day. I remember like it was yesterday. We took our son to the hospital. I drove fast. I was, you know, expedient. I would make sure we got to the parking lot as fast as we could. We got him in as fast as we could. And our son Levi was put in the best hands possible. And I remember that day was full of delays and hiccups and waiting. And I got agitated by that because I was giving all to my son's survival. And I remember even getting, getting in the face of some doctors and some office workers saying, have you heard, are the tests come back? What did we hear? What does he need to do next? Help us, help Levi. And I was giving everything that day to my son's health because I didn't want to lose my son. That was way different than every other doctor's visit I'd ever given. Usually I just stroll into the office, we wait patiently, we bring our son back, he gets our thing, a report, we go and get the medicine at a leisure speed. But that day I turned into like Jason Bourne. <laughs> and I was like, Doc, Tell us what to do. Tell us what the tests say. Why are these tests taking so long? Help us get to the next thing. I don't want to lose my son. Because it was that important to me. I gave everything. And maybe I even went a little too far, honestly, because I was acting kind of rudely to people. But I was looking out in my own mind, the way I justified is I was looking out for my son's welfare and it was important to me, it was so important to me to not lose Levi that I gave everything. And now we understand what Paul says when he says this, having done all to stand firm. Because as we mentioned on Sunday, going backwards in the Christian path is not an option. Abandoning the Christian path is not an option. Falling short of the destination is not an option. We have to be determined. Yeah, we don't do what God does, okay? Even within our power, as I said, we got to do everything within our power. One of those things is recognizing we don't have enough power. Because in verse 10, Paul says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. So one of those things we need to understand is we don't have unlimited power. I don't have almighty power to defeat the devil. But right there is a discipline. Okay, then go get it. It's available to you. It's within your Lord. It's within the one you have an eternal covenantal love relationship with. Go to him and get his strength. But you need to do that, Christian. 
You need to recognize how big this battle is, how serious this battle is, and you need to go and plead with the Lord. Lord, give me your strength. I must have your strength. I can't defeat the enemy without you. And then Paul says in verse 13, Take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day. And I think if you would ask Paul this question, say, Paul, what if I don't? What if I just take one piece of the armor? What if I forget the armor? What if I do it occasionally? What would happen? Paul would say this, then you're not going to withstand. You're not going to stand firm. If that's going to be your attitude to this Christian battle, to this Christian race and path, it's not going to make it. You're going to be a casualty of war. You're going to be one of those who abandons the path. You're going to be one of those who apostatize and goes back and one day we just hear that you've left Christianity and you no longer want a part of this because you didn't give everything. You thought you could put it on the back burner. You thought you could give some attention to it. Not this one. Not this one. This is talking about eternal life and eternal death and your enemy is seeking your eternal death. And in order for you to stand firm and stand against him and resist him and go forward, you need to give everything. And I fear we're not. Most of us in the Christian circles are going half speed or one quarter speed. Or we forget a lot. We neglect a lot. We don't think about it a lot. There's a lot of other things in our life to think about. You know, I mean, I, I, I try not to judge and I try not to put too much emphasis on this stuff, but I can't help it as a pastor and a minister when I see people so committed to their work and their athletics, but they skip church and things like that with every single hiccup, every single piece of weather and snowflake that falls, they don't come. Every single sickness keeps them away. Every single, I overslept or I was up late last night, that God will understand. My boss doesn't understand, so I got to get there. Uh, school doesn't understand, so I got to do my homework. Uh, my hobbies, I love my hobbies, so I'm going to do those. But God understands. And that's what scares me, is we have it completely backwards. Work and school and hobbies and fitness and everything else we care about should yield to this, because this is eternal life and death. And yes, God is watching out for us. I'm thankful that I can't do everything. Therefore, I have a God watching out for me and looking out for me. But that is never an excuse and a justification to lay down. To say, oh, God's watching out for me? Okay, well, then I don't need to. I mean, that's exactly why I don't need to, because God's watching out for me. He's going to drag me across the finish line. No, he's not. You don't find that in Scripture. You find God is going to keep his covenant, and he expects us to keep ours. And if God keeps his covenant on the last day, which he will, he's promised to, and we don't keep ours, then we're not going to make it. And God has told us so many times, do it, do everything, do all, at all times, with everything you have, do it, give yourself to it. Yes, a lot of people won't. You'll look around, you'll go, well, they're not. I'm going the speed of traffic. I'm not that alarmed because that guy's not doing it, she's not doing it. Why should I? But you've got to listen to scripture over the common pattern of the world, even Christianity in the culture we live in. You've got to talk and listen to scripture and say, what does that say? What does my God say? He says, having done everything to stand firm. 
And I guess this is kind of a spiritual pep rally today because I don't know what that means for you. I don't know what it means for you to go the extra notch, to kick it up, to give everything and do everything. I don't know what it is that you're not giving yourself to. If it's the reading of the word of God, prayer, I don't know if it's the obedience to the commandments. I don't know if it's getting to church. I don't even know if maybe you haven't given yourself fully to Christ. If you think he's kind of important and maybe he's the savior, but you haven't really given yourself to him, I don't know what it is for you, but I know there's an area in my life that I haven't done everything. I haven't done all to stand firm. And I'm exhorted today to do everything, to give all, to make sure I hold nothing back. And I want to exhort you to do that as well, because we are called to stand firm. And God has promised this, that if we do everything we are supposed to do, God is going to do everything he's supposed to do, and we're going to succeed. But if we don't, that promise goes away. We're not going to stand firm. We're not going to resist the devil, and we're not going to make it. And I want that to be an exhortation today. I want that to be an encouragement today. I want that to be a challenge today to say, what am I holding back from? My enemy is coming full throttle at me for my destruction, and he's not going to give up until I've given up. So what do I need to do today? What do I need to give myself to? How do I need to take this to another level? I remember sitting there as a young teen, listening to sermons from my pastor, and I remember him saying things like this, going, man, you got to give everything to this. you got to go full board to this. And I remember sitting there going, man, this is really important. But you know what I kept telling myself? One day I will. One day I will. One day I will go full with this thing. One, one day I will give all of me to this. But right now, I'm, I'm young. i got a lot of things to do. It's not that important. When I get older and I start getting near death, yeah, of course, I'll go full throttle. We were just reminded recently, only a couple days ago, Kobe Bryant died. I don't know if you're a sports fan or not, but Kobe Bryant's death shocked the world because he was 41. You know, he had just retired. He was starting sort of the second phase of his life. He's really popular, really famous. And all of a sudden, he went in a helicopter, he died, and that was it. And shocked everybody going, man, if Kobe Bryant could die, then... I, I remember hearing people say this. If Kobe Bryant can die at such a young age, then anyone can die at any moment. And that's the point. That's true. And I would love to tell you that you can set and pace yourself nice and easily so that by 20 years from now, you're going full throttle and you're going to make it. But I don't know how much time you have left. I don't know how much time I have left. So we got to go full throttle today. we got to stand firm today. we got to give everything we have today or we may not make it. Seek the Lord for his strength. Put on the whole armor of God. Take the full armor and do everything you can to stand firm. And God will help you. God will be your strength. God will be the power to accomplish this. But discipline yourself, Christian. Because your enemy, the devil, is disciplining himself. I hope this is encouragement to you. Blessings. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.